Plummer. I'm Mackenzie Alexander. I'm Oliver Melvin. I'm Maude Sullivan. And I'm James Calloway. We are here to demystify all the questions you have about the acting industry, or at least try to. In these podcasts, we'll be interviewing people in the industry who we've invited to give you valuable advice. We will be learning as much as you are along the way, as we are also trying to figure it out for ourselves. And we'd love to hear your questions and topics you'd like to discuss, so feel free to touch base on Twitter, at MintFaceProd, or leave us a comment on our website, mintface.co.uk, or by email team at mintface.co.uk. Hello and welcome back to Mintface Talks Acting. We are joined by me, Mackenzie Alexander. And me, Aura O'Sullivan. Soon we'll be talking to Dom Rouse about getting into drama school. So Aura, what was your experience like in your drama school audition? Um, well, when I auditioned for GSA, for the MA acting course, I was really, really ill. Um, I had like an awful cold, so I was. it was um, not a really good experience, to be honest. But um, in a weird way, I think it helped me relax a lot and just, I don't know, all the inhibitions kind of went away because I was like, oh, I'm not getting in. And your mind was really focused on yeah. that rather than... And I was doing. just like, yeah, I just totally, totally relaxed because, I don't know, I wasn't really thinking straight because I was so ill, but <laughs> I think it yeah, it went all right because I got in, so... And you auditioned in other places as well? Yeah, so I auditioned for the RADA BA um, and Centrals. Um, and I, I think I auditioned for, uh, yeah, Centrals Screen Acting as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, don't they have, they because they have um, different courses, they have like three different courses, don't they? They do. So they do, they split the MA acting into contemporary and classical, and then they they have a screen acting course as well. Okay, cool. Yeah. Awesome. How did you find the other ones, compar- comparatively to GSA? Um, well, I loved doing the RAD auditions. Um, I got to like the final round, so I got to do the full day of kind of workshops, teaching, and you know, regardless of whether I got past that or not, I just that was amazing. That day of just being taught by the people that work there and um, acting with some really great actors. Yeah, uh, Central, I, I, it didn't go well. I think I was kind of reluctant to kind of change the way I was doing my monologues okay um but it was one of the first ones that I did I think it was good to kind of really good to show me what not to do (laughs) in an audition um but yeah awesome what was your drama school audition process I only auditioned for two places um so I auditioned for East 15 and GSA just because I really like the courses there both were really really great actually full like workshop days had a great time lots of physical stuff in the morning and then speeches a bit of text work Mm. so mine just felt like quite a solid day but I didn't my audition for GSA there was a lot of us in the audition really and so that was a tiny bit intimidating for me personally but I, I just really, I did enjoy the day, but I also didn't think, oh, no, I'm not going to get in. And they read the callback yeah. list and I was like, oh, OK. Oh, OK. No, my name is on that list. Perfect. And then obviously managed yeah. to come to GSA, which is great. Yeah, I think it's hard to kind of focus on yourself and be friendly to everyone, but stay in the zone and not get too caught up in the competitiveness. Because, I mean, you just I think you just need to go thinking, OK, technically, all of us could get in you know it's not going to be about being better than someone else it's just being the best that you can be yeah um definitely 
Definitely. So. We are so excited to talk to John Rouse today. He yes. was our acting coach through GSA. He's such a great guy. Really great at talking. So we're looking forward to t- chatting to him, aren't we? Yes, and we will be joined by Oliver Melvin as well um, when he gets here. So, yes, enjoy. And today we're talking to Dom Rouse, who um, started his career as an actor, and then now he is head of BA acting at Guildford School of Acting, which is great. Really, really, really pleased to have you here, Dom. Thank you very much. Um, would you mind just talking about your uh, kind of experience as an actor and how you got to where you are now? Yeah, n- uh, yes. No, I, no, I wouldn't mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I trained at Central School of Speech and Drama. Yes. Um, 2002, I left. And my experience as an actor was... Oh, well, I was really fortunate. So I, I left quite quickly. Um, so I left and then worked quite quickly. Yeah. Uh, but I was lucky in my training because the way that we were trained instilled a... Um, an autonomy in us so we weren't necessarily overly reliant immediately on being offered work okay so my first experience was to uh write and produce a play okay um which we and from that came a lot of the other work that we did okay uh and we were just i mean we were we were young but so we were also quite um Bold. We didn't limit ourselves by worrying about uh, what we could or couldn't do. Um, so that play was the International Herald Tribune were producing a season in London where they funded kind of cinema and um, they were doing stuff with the Royal Ballet. So we just wrote to them and said, look, if you're doing that, you should be representing a brand new company never tested before. Oh, OK. So they funded that us. That is quite bold. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like, they did it because we, yeah. you know, why not? Um, yeah. So we wrote that. And from there, um, my directing and acting work sort of took flight um oh so did you start directing nearly at the same time that you started in your art like after drama school after central yeah i did um but obviously so i sort of learned how to do it on the job yeah um but so i was directing the piece that we'd written and that was my first time kind of directing a full piece okay uh how long was that process Writing and sorting that production out. Well, writing it happened because it was with two people from the uh, the course who I trained with, Laura okay. Fogg and Tom Stewart. Um, so that kind of relationship had been engendered through our training. And so we probably started writing and germinating those ideas over our third year. Okay. okay. Um, okay. And then we rehearsed for maybe seven weeks, I think, because we okay. were devising as well around the skeleton script. Yes. Mm. And then yes. finally brought it to fruition. Um and it's slightly, I mean, I look back on it now and it had massive holes in it and massive, but what it was was kind of quite bold, quite unafraid. It's, mm, it's yeah. nice to look back on. Yeah. Uh, and then was just lucky. It's like, uh-huh. so got to work, you know, went to, the, went to the Almeida, went to the Sheffield Crucible and oh, I got wow. a real experience. It was really lovely and was really lucky to do work at like Derby Playhouse, Sheffield Crucible and sort of got a bit of an experience quite early of what maybe would have been like a rep system mm. okay. for you know, which don't really exist anymore, but had the opportunity to kind of cut my teeth yes. in the in the provinces, getting maybe roles that I wouldn't get in London, yeah. mm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so over time, so I suppose what I would say is that directing and teaching, teaching came a bit later, were always part of my process. Yes. And I never separated them from my acting. Yes. My, my, my job as an actor. Yes. Yeah. And then jumping forward to now... You are obviously head of BA acting at GSA, which is amazing. And this is your this is your first year. This is as, my first year. It's terrifying. Which is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but you were obviously there last year. 
uh, yeah, as a teaching, as a teacher, as a teacher which yeah. is great because you taught us and it was really, really insightful and stuff. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, and one of the main things we wanted to talk to you about was that uh, the audition process mm. for um, like hopeful students hoping to get into drama schools is quite, quite big and quite scary for everyone mm-hmm. coming in. So is there, what would, I suppose my question is, what are they expecting when it comes to drama school is and like like what would you if you could like if you could like dilute the process down of a drama school audition mm-hmm. for them so that they kind of have an idea of what it could be before actually attending yeah so what we do here is we offer um i'll tell you what we actually do mm. and then talk about what maybe a little about what it is that we're looking for because i think that gets confused sometimes yeah. that's what yeah <laughs> so what we do is we work through um a series of opportunities so there are learnt speeches which all drama, drama schools do yes. and we also offer um a physical workshop in the first round where we work so all of the training here without getting too technical is what we describe as psychophysical so we're really interested in not only the words that the actors speak, but also how that how the actor's body is in relation to how they how they speak. Right. So we give those two opportunities in the first round, um, and then we make a decision about recalling people if we want to look at the work further with them. And when yes. they come back, we essentially go deeper into that process. Yes. And that's in the same sorry to interrupt. It's the same day for GSA, isn't it? Uh, it's the we see no. So for BA acting, we do the first round audition is on a weekend. And then second round, we ask them to come, come back, back at a day during the week. Okay. And we spend much longer, like almost, uh, yeah, much longer with smaller groups. But also so they get an opportunity to see the school, feel what it's yeah. like when all the students are in, because on the weekend it's relatively quiet. Mm. And that's a really great thing about GSA, I think. I know that some auditions for drama schools, as we were talking, uh, you go in for like a few minutes, you do your monologues, and then you yes. leave, and then you leave feeling quite... I just have no idea about what I've entered into, what this what I'm going to be offered at this school. Yeah. And we were also talking about um, the prices for GSA. You get you get a whole workshop, really, when you pay, because you pay £45 or whatever yep. for your audition. You get, like, a workshop. You get you get an experience of it, whereas if you go in for a, an audition for 10 Wherever. minutes, and, yeah, yeah, and exactly. you don't get the experience, which I mm. massively appreciate about GSA. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's part of our philosophy, um, especially on the BA, um, that we want to give people the opportunity to show us how they work. And I think that's the distinction. Um, And there are other drama schools that do too, but the speeches are important in as much as it's interesting to see how people work with text and what they think and and the kind of speeches that they've chosen. But really the opportunities are there to give people the opportunity to show us also how they engage imaginatively, um, whether they're free to take risks and play, whether they're interested in working with us. Yes. And I guess that leads us on to our probably our next question is what you look for when when auditioning. I suppose the the key factor will be obviously the performance, but also how they work within a team and within other people. That's in a exactly workshop. right. So I think well, it's interesting because sometimes people become re- come really prepared with their speeches, but I would say they come sometimes over prepared in the way that they have locked down yeah. to one way of doing okay, the speech. Yeah. And actually, the speeches are important because we obviously want to see what kind of capacity people have with text. Yes. That's important. Um, but it's not the overriding factor because we're also looking to see if people have imagination. We're looking to see if they can play. We're looking to see if they are interested in other people in the space. And that's another massive danger of auditions is that the people that come to audition, 
and it's an easy thing to do. They make it all about themselves, so they get quite mm. trapped in their own experience. Yeah. But actually, so much of what our training is about is how you make connection with other people mm. that we're really looking to see whether people can be free and open with other creative yes. people in the space and also assimilate ideas which are offered to them in the moment. Yeah, I um, suppose, like ironically you need to be relaxed to do that and it's one of the most unrelaxed situations you could possibly find yourself in it's a reality and i would say that in the first round obviously everyone on the panel has been through that experience mm. so we yes. know but and one of the reasons we offer the physical workshop is to try and release people get them breathing get them relaxed yeah. and easy yeah. but it is one of the massive contradictions we're asking you under extreme pressure to try and be at ease and really let us make some kind of connection with you yeah. and that's not easy one thing, yeah, but it's part of what we're looking for I mean it is essentially part of what we're looking for is are people able to do that mm. and do we get a sense that they could do that so that the training can be really be of use to them yeah and what you made really clear in the auditions which I was lucky enough to sit in on was that you really really wanted them to do well yeah, that's of like, course. That's yeah. something which I think actors forget when they go into the room. Like, they w really want to find the best people at their best. Well, I'm always saying it's not a test. Yeah. It's, it's really not. not a test. And I know it can feel like one, but it's really... Uh, well, the other thing we sometimes say is, like, it's a bit like a laboratory. We're here to experiment. And what's really important to remember is when you go into audition, we don't have all the answers. Yeah. We're really looking to genuinely... If we work on the speech with you, it's not like we have one idea of what this note you might uh, yeah. do with it. We're looking to see whether you're open to playing with that idea. Yeah. And how you, take, how you take the notes. Absolutely. And, do, yeah. Yeah. and that's something I wish someone had told me. I w that's not a quality that I would have said is important in going into drama school auditions when I auditioned. Yeah, which is interesting because for me it's the overriding yeah. importance. Is that yeah. I feel like I'm in the room with someone that's really interested in working with yeah. us. And also people that... Because sometimes people have been tutored on their speeches mm. and they've been tutored to the point where they actually don't have any ideas of their own. Uh -huh. they got one way of doing, and that's it. So when you start to try and play with it, they can't depart from that tutoring. What we're interested in is people that have an opinion about the work that they're doing, that have made some of their own choices, and even if those choices don't really work, it's okay. It's a choice we can work with them. isn't it? Absolutely, it's yeah. a choice that they've made, which is why when you're selecting speeches, you've got to, yes, you can think about, um, like, age of the speech or... You know, I would say the gender is potentially more fluid now. It doesn't necessarily matter. But what we're overridingly looking for is that you've chosen something that means something to you. Yeah. yeah. That you believe in. We want to see you... Like, we're looking for artists, not just actors, and we need to see that you have a point of view. And what you said with what you said with when people have been tutored on it and prepped on it so much, I think Orla said something earlier, which was really good, um, that you can't be protective with your audition monologue you could you have to be free to yeah. to just let it to allow it to adapt and to for it to be malleable and like that's what you do in the audition process is you work with people yeah. on their speeches so if they have been highly tutored on it until it's really refined yes. it's a bit harder for that it, to it's go much harder because we sort yeah. of learn and fix down into something that makes us feel safe but that also is part of the audition process the audition is safe because we understand how we're working, but we are looking for people who are prepared to take risks, yeah. to yeah. throw caution to the wind. What happens if we chuck all of this away uh -huh. and look at it like this? And to see people seize the opportunity to be bold, to not know what that exploration might be, and to see if they can surprise themselves. Yeah. Mm. And, and this is really difficult, and maybe it comes much later. It's this idea that, like, you know what? If what we're playing with doesn't work, it doesn't matter. Yeah doesn't matter. Yeah. It's actually not about achieving anything in that audition other than 
an actual exploration uh-huh. of something. Yeah. Uh-huh. So on that note, just people might be getting a bit confused or, or trying to work it out for themselves. In terms of preparation-wise, you talk about over-preparing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it being a very important day for people who come along and want to get in and such. I remember I auditioned twice and only got in the second time around. Where do you then draw the line between... Being unprepared. Of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really hard, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> because you can prepare. I mean, you can obviously learn the speech, mm-hmm. but you're not expecting people to rock up and recite Shakespeare in, in, you know, without following the pentameter or any emotion. So, so where do you draw, draw that line? Mm. Or how do you, what would you maybe say to people to be careful not to There are two things I would say to be careful of. Um, one is, if you're being tutored by somebody... Make sure that that person isn't limiting your choices by saying that the speech is one thing. Mm-hmm. That there is only one way of doing this thing. Yeah. Um, and also make sure that if you're being tutored, that you're not just trying to achieve what that person has told you. That you've also given yourself time to just be on your own in your room, reading through your speech and making choices that you think are important mm-hmm. and that you believe in. Because... Otherwise, what we see you do is what your well, what we see you do is what your drama teacher told you. To yeah, do. It's, and I, that's not your work. I think yeah. that's a really important point. I think replicating what someone's told you to do is very different to then making decisions yourself and then realizing them in in the audition. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I, I think I, it's I did much, that in mine. My yeah, my Shakespeare. So I had. I in the end, by the time it got to my GSA audition in June. I had reverted to my backup audition Shakespeare because the original one I was doing was more suited to my casting, to my age, but I just felt nothing for the character. And then I ended up thinking, do you know what? I got to the summer, I thought, okay, I'm just going to do this other character which is older, not my casting at all, but I believed in what they were saying. Mm. And I think it served me like mm. so much better. I think it does, because well, we get to see something of you then. Yeah. We actually get to see something of you. The other thing I would suggest is that you don't try and get out of your mind that what you're doing is finalising the way you're going to do your speech and then showing that. There it is. This is what this speech is and it's done. If you can try and work with your speech and keep endlessly trying to explore what it is or what it might be, keep playing games with yourself, you can always be excavating information or other ways that it might be. And if you can keep working with that sensation, then it won't lock down. Mm -hmm. And that means that when you come to work with us, you'll still be in that place where you're saying, oh, that's what it is today, that's interesting, yeah. Okay, that's an interesting avenue of exploration. But it's like your speech is never finished. Mm Oh, yeah. So yeah, it's that whole thing about, like, you would yeah. say, it's like, oh, I've achieved my speech. Well, yeah. in the moment you achieve it, it's dead. Yeah. You kind of go, and the reason we like great writing is because it's end, it's endless. You could just keep finding new mm-hmm. stuff in it all the time. And challenging yourself to do that keeps you in a mind frame, which means then when people say, well, what about this? You're ready to go, oh, yeah, well, that could be interesting, or that could be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Which brings us nicely onto our next thing when you're talking about monologues is, um, is there certain monologues to avoid which are maybe overused or I know the, the story ones aren't generally received as well is there any, is there any like specific ones which advice you've seen just too much or any advice on that do you know what I'd really say um, sometimes I would be wary of speeches which lay in a kind of like that are just general irony uh-huh. do you know what I mean mm. it's like it's all just really like um, uh, 
uh, someone that's distancing themselves from the situation that they're in all the time. Okay. Um, and I would be really wary, and we see this quite a lot. I think sometimes try, people try to be clever in their choices. Like, they try and do something really shocking, or they deliberately go for, um, you know, we see it all the time, like, this is about abuse, or it's about yeah. just like a, a horrific mm-hmm. moment. And it's not that that can't work, it's just that with the two-minute opportunity you have, uh-huh. you want to be looking for... Uh, what I would say is we've seen it all before. So the fact that you do something shocking will not necessarily... Shock. It, well, it won't either shock us or intrigue us. Yeah. What we're looking for is whatever you do decide is like a simple connection yeah. that yeah. you have to the language. I think that's about as specific as I can be. Someone, yeah. someone told me once that actually to shock is not an action. It's something that the audience feel, but you can't actually that's produce right. shock in someone. That's their prerogative that's their choice so Absolutely. you should never try and do that it's like the other thing as well is people often make those weird decisions where like they what they they choose speeches and there are a few out there I don't, I don't know where they come from but you hear them and it's like where it's like an actor talking about how much they want to act don't make that choice oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah, make that choice corny. we're interested like if we're actors we're interested in like the human condition and, and and all sorts of different kind of human beings like i and this is personal but i don't i don't it, it, like I get it, you're here, you paid your money, you've done your prep on your speeches and you've come. I know, I know it must mean something to you. You don't need to choose a speech which then talks about like how you're an actor and how much you <laughs> want it and how much you mean. It's like, it's fine, leave it. Yeah. Yes? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think with speech, it's a, diff- it's, a, it's a bit of a... I know when I was looking, when I was doing auditions and getting ready, there's a lot of do's and don'ts. Um, for example, I just, you know, people say don't do to be or not to be. I spoke to someone actually on a panel at, uh, I think it was Bristol, who said they saw probably the best to be or not to be speech they'd ever seen. Yeah, you see that's, but that's it's, why these conversations are so difficult because yeah, there is a, there's no one answer to exactly. anything. Like, so I think it's, no, don't do that, I do think that, it's yeah. really good, uh, the point you made about picking a speech which you really commit to, and all I mentioned once you did it with hers, taking a speech which really means something to you because I think then you get the most out of it. Yeah. Um, you really start to connect, connect with it. But something you love, a, yeah, mm. yeah, no? mm-hmm. that you're actually passionate about. Yeah, because then you don't. There's no acting required, is there? Yeah, you can and make something choices, you can believe in what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. if I say to you, "Why did you choose this speech?" Have an answer. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's a that's yeah, a that's so have yeah. an answer. Not not, and the answer shouldn't be because I want to get into drama school. Yeah. <laughs> you know that's not that, that that's yeah, you're not getting in if you answer with that are you no not kind of not really because like I get it of course well yeah of course you yeah. chose that speech because yeah. you had to because you're coming to do it but like choose it because you love it choose it because it's the most extraordinary play you've ever read choose it because it it deals with an issue that you think is the most important and then it's easy because mm-hmm. you have every reason to know why, why you're doing it mm. yeah. yeah sure yeah. Um, there might not be an answer to this question <laughs> but <laughs> Do you think there is, a lot of people talk about this, do you think there is a preferred time of year to apply to drama school to um, better your chances? 100% I don't think there is a better time of year to apply. Cool. (laughs) That's a very simple answer. I 100% don't think there is. we, We have a period of time within which to work, where we're doing the auditions, and everyone that comes has exactly the same opportunity. Yeah. So we're not locking ourselves down and we don't make decisions until everyone's been seen. 
Yes. Yeah. Um, and so, no, absolutely not. Yeah. The time, because you'd yeah. be shooting yourself in the foot if you locked exactly. down decisions too exactly early. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, some yeah. people will go on to some mythbusters a bit later. But some people say, um, "Oh, I didn't get in because they told me, or word of mouth told me that they already accepted someone who's." Very similar to me, or very similar casting. I would say that's all just myth and nonsense. Okay, mm. that's good to know. It's nonsense. Yeah. It is true that when we are um, putting together a year group, we are also putting together a company of people. Mm-hmm. That is true. So we're looking to balance that dynamic, mm-hmm. um, and we are looking for a variety of kinds of people. Yes, from different backgrounds, from different places. Like we want to keep a, a melting pot of people coming together. Um, but I, yeah, no, I don't. I don't think that that is the case at all. Cool. Right, we've got a we've got a quick fire round for you. Just some <laughs> yes or no's. You can feel free to elaborate, elaborate yeah. on it. But here's some quick fires. Right. So is it yes or no, or do I elaborate? You can do yes or no. Yes, if you no. Feel like maybe you, so. If you feel the desire to elaborate, then okay. Feel free. <laughs> okay. Question number one. Yes. Do you decide in the first ten seconds whether you want someone? No. Seven right. seconds. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Does it matter if you forget your lines? No. If it says classical, does it have to be Shakespeare? No. Should you have a backup audition monologue speech? Uh, what do you mean? Backup monologues in case the one which you've picked, they want to see something different. It could be really useful. They won't always ask you. It depends how the school is working. But you know what? Sometimes people have made a choice. There, was a, there have been a few times at other drama schools where I've auditioned people and I've said, do you have anything else? Like, this isn't helping. Do you have anything else? And they've gone, well, I've got this. And then you start to work with them on that, and it's like a completely different audition. Okay. So it yeah. can be helpful to have a variety, but you don't necessarily need it. But it, it yeah. And do you think that's down very quickly down to the material they've used, maybe? If something's yeah. maybe too or shocking a, that yeah, you mentioned Yeah, or they've earlier. made a choice, or sometimes people turn up and are doing an accent. That's not helpful, so I haven't said that. But, like, okay. don't uh-huh. turn up doing an accent that, is, that isn't yours. Yeah. We discussed we that yeah. earlier. We don't yeah. need to yeah. see you doing American. We don't need to see you doing Yorkshire. We don't need to see you doing RP, okay? <laughs> we do not. We want to see you yeah. in your own accent working from where you are yeah yes fantastic and last final question. question should you look the panel in the eye during your speech um i think that you are free to ask and i think that it's to do with the taste of the panel i very much what what tends to happen is that people stand up and do their speech and do it to a mid-distance place mm-hmm. and almost the first thing when we start to week work um i will say um could you speak this to me or if we have student helpers in the room i say why don't you speak it to this mm-hmm. person mm-hmm. because well, if you're just speaking into a middle distance, there's n- there's nothing to receive back from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, we've had people in the audition say to us, um, "Is it okay if I if I do this to you?" Um, and that's perfectly fine. And if it then and then if it's not, we might say, "Can you speak it to the student helper?" Yeah. Or we might say, "Why don't you just do it as you do it for now?" Um, but what I would say is, don't bear down on the panel. It's like sometimes people do again to try and shock us or be clever. They do this thing where they come right up to the table and they bang their hands on it, and like they come right into your eyes. It's just off-putting. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Bit aggressive as well, isn't it? Yeah. It sort of just makes you feel uncomfortable, and it makes you feel like ah, uh, you, you, we're sort of misunderstanding the boundary uh-huh. here. Yeah. Um, also, you're thinking about yourself in that moment. You're not thinking about the person auditioning. Yes. You're thinking about your own safety. Yeah, or your of course. Own kind yeah, of it like... sort of all gets a bit like, uh, what is going yeah. on here? Um, yeah, give yourself space from us so that yeah. we can see you. Yeah. Amazing. And then I suppose we're about, we're about to run out of time, but if you had one sort of, one sort of like golden tip which you could give to the people auditioning this year, 
summarised up in like a sentence, what would it be? It would be that your authenticity as a person will be the thing that carries you through your audition. And unless we have an opportunity to really see you and meet you, it doesn't matter what speech you're doing, it doesn't matter, doesn't matter what you do, if we don't see you, something of you, then we won't be able to make a choice. Okay. That's brilliant. That's great. Yeah, you're a great person to chat Thank to. You yeah. Thank, Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Us. Us. <laughs> you're one person. Ah, uh, that was so nice to talk to Don Rouse. Yeah, really, that was really, really, yeah. really helpful. It's always such a pleasure to talk to him as well. Yeah. And he's also another one who's super busy, so it's really good that he gave up all of his time for us. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, Orla, what was your biggest takeaway from this? Uh, kind of, actually, what he said at the end there um, about the drama school needing to see you and your authenticity and you as a person. Um yeah, I just thought that was really interesting. Um, and I think it's definitely true. Don't don't try and go there and put on this act and be someone you're not and Which is strange for a yeah. for an actor, but Yeah, yeah. But I mean It's true though, isn't it? Yeah, and w- when you're being interviewed by them, because there usually is, you know, the the audition and then there's a little interview process, just be yourself and don't put on any any fronts and just kind of speak to them and as as people because they want to work with you but you want to work with them yeah really interesting stuff though definitely I was just to touch on your point I also think it's really really good to bring yourself out in your character yeah yeah for sure because you want to show how you're going to be acting and in the industry yeah and a lot of the time you're not going to stray too far past what you actually represent yourself exactly yeah I think anyway in my in my head and from what listening to Dom listen to what Dom said yeah but definitely I think my biggest takeaway is that it's not just about putting so much pressure on the two monologues it's not so much pressure about oh how do I say this specific thing in the interview how do I get everything out it's about the full day you spend the whole day there you get to know everybody you get to know the school it's also about you picking the school as well as them picking you yeah and I think that just making the most of it, absorbing it, will put your head in completely the right frame of mind. When you actually go to do your monologues and when you go to do your audition, you're there to learn rather than there to like blast them with all of this information and all this stuff that you've learned, which actually isn't going to come across in the best way. Yeah, definitely. I think I think it's a really it's really nice um, advice that we got from him today because it was more about not putting so much pressure on yourself and the day and just relaxing, being open, seeing the school for what it is, seeing the work and the monologues for what they are um, and just having a good time as well. And the way he speaks as well is pretty fantastic. Oh, God, yeah. He joins together sentences. So articulate. I know. (laughs) We can only (laughs) dream. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. I think that's all we've got time for. Yes, I think so. Yeah, amazing. Really, really good chatting to Dom. Really, really good chatting to you. Oh, and you. (laughs) Fantastic. And we'll see all of you next week. Yeah, see ya. Bye. Oh, see you on the flip side. That's our our motto now. No. Yes, it is.